Hello, everybody. Welcome to Are You Really Living podcast. Today, we have a new guest with us, and her name is Eugema. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself, and then uh, we'll jump right into it. So how are you doing, Miss Eugema? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, thank you for wanting to come on and uh, talk to us here on the Are You Really Living podcast. So let's just go ahead and start. I know you're a nurse. Yes. The audience, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. So what pushed you to become a nurse? Um, well, nursing, I didn't choose. I really felt, I always say that it fell into my lap. I wanted to be a lawyer in the beginning. Um, and I wasn't interested in any of the courses, but I knew I always wanted to work with kids. So I think nursing gave me that avenue and I chose nursing. So right now you, you are working with, like, I guess with the nurse, no, what do you call it? The kids? Pediatric. Pediatric. pediatric nurse, yeah. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy it, you like it. I love pediatric nursing. And how long you been you been doing that? I've been a nurse now for six years. Six years. Mm-hmm. All right. So now let's. Uh, we all know we just, I guess, recovering from a pandemic. Mm-hmm. How was it when during the pandemic? How was it for you as a nurse? Um, I think the word I think a lot of nurses would use is scary, right? Um, it's really testing your oath that you take as a nurse. It's one thing to say the oath, but then when you're put in a position where you have to go in a room Mm -hmm. where you don't know what the heck is going on, what this disease is, if you're going to die, if you're going to catch it, but you have to put your patient first before yourself, it really tests that. It's part of the job. So, Is there any stories you want to share with us in terms that was like a really rough day for you during the pandemic? Um, There were a lot of rough days. A lot of rough days, a lot of rough stories. Um, it's just coming home tired. Coming home tired, having to care for other people, but not really caring for yourself. Is it because of that experience? I mean, you're still in it. Did you have to seek, um, I guess, talking to a therapist? or you? I probably should have. I probably should have with the amount of deaths that we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, being, I lost my grandpa to COVID also, but I didn't. I just... Prayer is my therapy. So. That's a good way to go about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, thank you for inviting me to your wedding. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. It was a great, great wedding. Beautiful. Uh, we had fun. I enjoyed myself. Um, you know, your husband, Mr. Carl, he's actually the very first um, person that I interviewed for the, this podcast. Funny. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about love really quickly. Um, how do you, or how did you know that Carl was the one for you? So when Carl came into my life, we were friends. And before, even before that, there was a list of things that I wrote on a paper that I wanted in a person that I wanted to marry. Mm -hmm. And him being my friend is one thing because, listen, there's a lot of times in our relationship, you know, he gets on my nerves, but I have to like him, <laughs> right? I yeah. have to like him enough. I have to respect him enough to still be with him. And I think friendships, like we have friends that get on our nerves. You know, we table them, pick them up when we want to. So it's important for him to be my friend first, which he was. Okay. Um, And we just did life together. And we 
were compatible, you know. He was driven, he was funny, he was focused, just like me. A lot of the important things in his life were important to me also. Okay, okay. okay. Now, um, when he proposed, did you know he was going to propose that day? I had a feeling. What gave you that feeling? Not a feeling. I thought we were really doing a photo shoot. Okay. I felt, I thought maybe a proposal, but Carl always told me he wanted to get married after school, so I didn't really think it was going to happen then. But then I kind of did too, because it was weird. It was like yeah. on and off, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. When things are different, you're going to always think in your mind, oh, this is the time. And it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, as you know, this, this podcast is called Are You Really Living? Mm-hmm. So um, I emphasize in terms of, you know, people asking themselves, are you really living? Meaning, are you in doing what you like to do, enjoy doing? Are you traveling? Um do you travel? I love to travel. You love to travel. Where have you been before? I've been to Thailand. I've been to Costa Rica. I've been to Jamaica, Mexico, um, all around the States, Aruba. Mm-hmm. I've been to Aruba. Aruba is amazing. It's, it's a beautiful nice, place. Yeah. It's a beautiful. For our listeners that uh, don't know, Aruba, they don't even have red lights. No, they don't. No red lights. They just have roundabouts, and yet they don't have traffic. Yep. You know, it's it's a beautiful place. Really nice. Let's talk about Thailand. When you went, um, when did you go there? Carl and I went 2018. Oh, that was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And how was it? Beautiful. Beautiful, tranquil, easygoing, relaxing. I always said if I ever win a lotto, I'd move there. Is that nice? Did you guys get to do, I guess, the, the elephant? Mm-hmm. We did elephants, we did tigers, we went to Fiti Island, we did everything. Now, talk to me about the elephant and the tiger. What exactly is the elephant? Well, the ele- for people there's that two don't things know. you could do. You can ride the elephants, or you can actually go to the sanctuary where you bathe them mm-hmm. and like do a clay mask and all that stuff. Um, we just got to ride them. ride them. We didn't get to go to the sanctuary, but you got to play with them, feed them. Elephants are my favorite animal. How big would you say the elephant? Huge. You were riding. Huge. Massive. We had to go on like stilts. Like, um, you had to climb like maybe three flights to get on it. And how were they (laughs) able to, I guess, control the elephant? Like, do they respond to command? Training? I guess those elephants are born there. So they train them. And then you just rode around or they Mm -hmm. were in the water with you? Mm -hmm. Went in the water, we rode around, we fed them, took pictures with them. And you you were not afraid? No. I'm not scared of, I'm not, I'm <laughs> more scared of tigers than I am elephants. So you did, do, how about the tiger part? I was did petrified. You, you did the tiger mm-hmm. one. What exactly is that? You, you pet, pet them, them, you play with them, take pictures of them, feed them. I was scared. Tigers are very unpredictable. They were big baby tigers? Huge. Baby and Or baby. regular sized adult? Big, big tigers and baby tigers. Wow. Now that's cool. I would mm-hmm. want to do that. Yeah. Okay. So you will, uh, uh, in other words, you recommend people to travel there and, and have that experience. Absolutely. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. You'll pay expenses to get there, but food is great. Drinks are cheap. Stay is a nice place and you get a cheap stay. How long uh, you stay there for? Or how long a was week. it? A week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, places like that, when people go, it's, you have you to at least do, week, yeah, you know, to get your money's days. worth. Yeah, you can't just do a two, three days no. type of travel. Yeah. It's like a two it's two days to get there. So one day to get there, one day to get back. 
So you gotta like a week and a half. You gotta block out. You did the straight flight or? No. We had a layover in Hong Kong. We spent twelve hours there, which is pretty cool too. We went shopping. We ate some food there, and then we had like a four-hour layover in San Francisco. Nice. Now that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Now let's talk about um, your educational journey. Okay. You mentioned in the beginning you wanted to go to law school. Mm-hmm. So that means you are not, you know, you're pretty smart. Mm-hmm. With that being said, would you say it was tough for you or you just got it? You understood, you know, everything, everything like school came pretty easy to you. School did not come pretty easy to me. I have to work mm-hmm. for my grades or not the person that can just go in and like read the book for for 30 minutes and like, okay, I gotta be, you know, I really have to study and be disciplined to get a B. Yeah. But I'm always a person to put my mind to it. I'm going to do it. Okay. So if somebody's listening to you right now and they are struggling in terms of, you know, they can't pass a test or it's hard for them to get into the nursing program, what would you tell them? Um, discipline. You might have to cut out going out. Mm. You might have to cut out TV. Mm. I've done it a lot. Delete social media. Social media. <laughs> yeah. Take out distractions and really focus. Because once you build a routine, your brain's your brain's gonna be used to that. You know what I mean? It gives you a higher chance of doing well. Okay. And you're we're not gonna go into the specific, but in terms of your employer right now, mm. um, is that where you always wanted to work? Mm-hmm. But as of right now, okay. That's... There's my dream job coming out. I started there out of nursing school and I'm still there. Okay. And you're going to be there for a while? Yeah. Well, now I'm hoping to find a nurse practitioner job there. Oh, okay. Okay. So what is that for somebody who doesn't know what's a nurse practitioner or... A nurse practitioner is very equivalent to a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. So we can prescribe, we can diagnose, we work hand in hand with the doctor. Um, we can have our own doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So. so in other words, you're looking to go on your own eventually? Not on my own. I'm going to work in a hospital. I like the hospital setting. But just not being a bedside nurse. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, that's amazing. So now that you are, uh, can I say newlywed or married? Because it's been, what, a month? Yeah, you're newlywed for like a year. A year? Yeah. There's something about, um, I heard when you're newlywed, you keep the cake for a year in the freezer. I'm not doing that. You didn't do that? No. It's not gonna taste the same. It's gross. <laughs> but some people actually do that, and yes. they believe it's a it's a uh, it's a good thing. We have our champagne fruits. We'll drink champagne from our fruits. Yeah. But no, not. But so far, how is how is the uh, uh, the married life? It's a life. It's a life. Okay, getting to know each other. It's I mean, a, it's it's different, right? It's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Um, it's not like you know, um. If you, well, let's talk about if one if you get mad at each other, it's not like you know I'm dropping you home. I'm going home. You know, you're in the same house. They're in your face. <laughs> they're, in, they're in your face in your space. So how do you? We still have to cook for them. Yeah. And feed them. Yeah. And do life with them. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> hey, hey, you know somebody has to do it. Somebody's got it. But yeah, the the wedding, it was beautiful. Thank you. 
the flowers. Did you get to take some of them home? Because you mm-hmm. had a lot of flowers, mm-hmm. a lot of flowers there. Um, what else I noticed at the wedding I wanted to point to you? Um, you weren't thinking about having any artists come and sing? Well, no. Haitian, I'm into corporate. Haitian artists are ridiculous with the prices. My best friend knows that I love Alan Kabi. Uh-huh. I tried to get him, but he charged $2,000 for one song. One song, $2,000? Wow. I mean, that's my opinion. I don't think that's bad. It's not bad? No, it's not bad. For a song? For a song, two Gs. I don't care. That's not bad. That's my opinion. It sounds just as good on the DJ speakers. Uh, it's not the same experience. Uh, I think that's a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. And I and I think me personally, I think two G two thousand dollars for Alan Cave to sing at a wedding, it's it's good. Okay. It's good. It's good. Maybe three songs. Maybe three songs for two thousand dollars. Already there. <laughs> But most likely, he's not going to eat the food. I would give him food. I know, I know, but he's not going to eat it. That's his it's... choice. If I offer it to you, you don't eat it. But he's there to perform. And you could have ate, and you could have had fun. My family's a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of fun at the wedding. So um, now that wedding is over, mm. um, kids, uh, I know we don't want to go into it because it's too personal and, you know, we're in the air. But is it something you see that you will have a lot of, a lot of kids or, you know, two and you call it a day or you don't know? Two. Two and then you call it a day. If three happens, it's God's will. Not Ujima's will. No. (laughs) So two. Two. Okay. All right. I mean, like you said, God's will. We'll see. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> the other thing we're going to talk about really quickly, it's about um, what are some future goals you have besides, you know, nurse practitioner? I have other passions. I, I like to call myself a creative. Like, I'm the mm-hmm. one who, I, I honestly hired my planner maybe three months out of the wedding. So I okay. did everything myself. Planning, venue. So I feel like I have that gift. I like interior design also, so. Maybe diving into that and having like another gig on the side of my my career, my main career. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta do what you got. You got one life, so if you're passionate about it, do it. Yeah, that's what that's like why we're here. That's what we're here to talk it's a about. Passion, yeah. Know? Do you um, see yourself like staying home, being a home um, home mom? Mm, that's hard. I don't want to be a home mom. No, I do think the first year is nice to be at home with your kids yeah it's nice if god gives me the opportunity i'll take it okay all right but not 18 years absolutely not i'll go crazy not 18 years okay (laughs) all right um the other uh i know i mean we talked about this before um you are the only child i'm the only child so my question to you is this how was because i wasn't i'm not the only child i have Mm -hmm. siblings i have a sister so i know what it's like to have a sibling Mm -hmm. so my question to you is how what how how is it being the only child 
being an only child, it's weird. First of all, for me, I, maybe I didn't have like the real only child experience because I have a lot of cousins, as you can see. Yeah. So I guess I feel like I had a tribe, but even even so, they have their own tribe within that tribe. You get it? Yeah. Like they have their own, like, let's say you, like, let's think about it in group chats, right? You have a cousin's group chat, but then the cousins who are siblings have their own sibling group chat. I don't have that. Yeah, yeah. You see what you mean? Mean? I, see what you I don't mean. have that person for especially because life's not promised. So it's it's always good to give your kids somebody else. Okay. Now, what what are some experiences that you, you had that are like amazing experience that you want to share with us that will change somebody's life listening to it? Mm. Listening to our podcast right now. Well, the best experience of my life is being saved, having a relationship with God. Life is tough. It is. It is. You know, having a good foundation to go back to and pray, fast, ask questions, knowing you have that person is very important. So if you ever feel alone and you're not a Christian, you don't believe in God, I would say just give him a try. Give him a try. Okay. I hope you guys are listening and heard that. All right. Um, so now the next part before we close out is called uh, rapid question section. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. You're going to answer them yes or no rapidly. <clears throat> uh, would you ever go skydiving? Um, if you asked me this five years ago, it'd be like a quick yes. Uh, yes, I do. Yes. Yes, yes you'll do skydiving. Yeah. Okay. Parasailing. Yeah. Jet skiing. Done it. Um, swim, swimming with sharks. Yes. Done it or would you do it? I'll do it. You'll do it. Um, <laughs> snorkeling. Done it. Done it. Uh, scuba diving. Done it. Done it. Wow. What haven't you done? <laughs> um, social media a break for two months. Done it. You've done it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've done would it for you, six months. You've done it for six months? Mm-hmm. Would you do it again? Every year I do it. Every year you do it. You take so a I was raised Catholic. Okay. And there's something called Lent. Yes. We give up something. Mm-hmm. So social media is always my go-to. You always give up on social media. Now, we are about to wrap it up really soon. Let's talk, dive into social media really quickly. Mm, 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 mm. That's a that's a whole uh, episode by itself. <laughs> um, as a future mother, what age do you think, or would you allow your child or children mm. to have a social media account? I think withholding them from having an account in this day and age. It's like, this is what, this is the times. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, they're going to be oblivious to things that other kids aren't. But social media is a beast. So I would choose maybe 15. 15. Between 13 to 15. I would let them like maybe have an account that I'm watching, mm-hmm. obviously. So so now the question is, why why do you take a break from it? Because it can, it can, I can literally sit on social media for two hours, easy. 
So in that word, when that's two hours I can be putting into my passion, two hours I could be reading my Bible, two hours I could be working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It and then with social media, there's a lot of comparisons. You know, you're like in other people's business, and it's not real. And then it makes you think about your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, you made some good points. You made some good points. I think social media, um, it could be good or bad at the same time. The bad... For a business, it's great. Yeah. The bad thing about it, I think, is uh, the misinformation that could spread very quickly, you Mm -hmm. know? And people not verifying it and seeing something that is completely false. And they believe it, and they share it, mm-hmm. reshare it. So I think that's the very, very bad thing about social media. Mm-hmm. But I mean, um, fifteen. I don't know. What about you? Me personally, I say no social media oh until twenty-one. The reason I say that is but that's because keeping them from having a social life. Yeah, but I mean, and that's important. I grew up without social media. That was I, a different time. I came out normal. That was a different time. <laughs> Look at Debbie yesterday, trying to swipe the. Yeah. The kids are raised different. We can't use the same template from the eighties in the 2000s, 14, 15, 21, 22, 23. It's a different template. It's a different template. I agree with you on her hundred percent. But I feel like still today, a lot of it's social media is still new. Mm-hmm. It's social media is not even twenty years old. You know, it's a new thing. But it's not going away. It's not going away. I, I agree with you. 100%. I think there's restrictions you can give her. But there are some restrictions. And I think, I think 16, 16 years old. I that's think that's, that's, that's. When do you think she can have a phone? A child to have a phone? Yeah. In today's day and age. Don't to... go based off of like, you know, back in the day. Because I didn't get a phone until I was in my high school. But same all my year. friends had a phone in yeah, yeah. same year. I didn't get a phone until eleventh grade. Yeah. Yeah, eleventh grade. But there was a lot of kids who had razors. Yeah, I remember. In that. sixth grade. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, I didn't get it until eleventh grade yet. And on top of it, I worked and bought it myself. Me too. Yeah. My mom was like, Nope. So um, so to answer your question, I'll say for safety reason now. The way things are, mm-hmm. That's very I don't know. That's very I think I'm. I think. I guess like, nine and ten. Yeah, for sure. Nine and ten, and then you put restriction in terms of social media. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't think an eight year old or nine year old should have a social media. No, that's my opinion. They're out there, but no. That's that's just my opinion. <laughs> eight year olds have social media? No, that doesn't. Happen. That doesn't happen. All right. So um, before we wrap up, I don't know if you have any um, anything else you want to talk about that's life-changing um, to someone that's listening right now um, that by hearing your voice or hearing your advice, they will, it will change their life. No, I think I said it all. For example, um, you have any advice for anybody that wants to get into the medical field no, you asked me. No, no, in terms of, let me put it this way. If they're already in the medical field, right, and they want to navigate through it, you didn't get to do the uh, travel travel nurse uh-uh. during the uh-uh. pandemic. And why is that? 
one it was around COVID. I don't know what the heck COVID was. I wanted to feel it out first. Two, I was in school. Oh, you were still in school. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. All right. But a lot of nurse, um, they they mm-hmm. they did it. What about people that get into the your field, mm-hmm. medical field, for the money? Well, the money is the driving factor for a lot of people. Yeah. Realistically. But they like they in other words, they there for the money, but in terms of their ethic. So they're hustlers, helping. right? They're hustlers. They want money. What do you see? You have to be a compassionate hustler to be a yeah. nurse. You have to have compassion. What about those that don't have the compassion? They're just there for the money. I feel like they are hurting the fear. You reap what you sow. Because it could be a family member in that bed. It could be you in that bed. Yeah. You're going to get old one day. So I always remember you reap what you sow in life. So You reap what you sow. Wow. That is powerful. You reap what you sow. Wow. Well, with that being said, um, I would like to thank Miss Eugenia for coming on and talk to us today. I don't know. Um, I don't know your social media mm-hmm. handle and on, on top of my head. So if you wanna let people know, it's Ujima Antoine U J I M A period N I A. You wanna repeat it really quickly? <laughs> Ujima Nia U J I M A period. Uh-huh. That's your uh, Instagram? That's everything. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. the same name you have all across the board. Mm-hmm. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. You have a TikTok too? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a TikTok. I think there's an age limit to it. I'm too old for oh, it. Lord, no. So with that being said, um, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. It was a great uh Great topic with discuss. It was fun having you, and uh, I hope to uh, talk to you again very uh, soon. Let me know. Um, and then we'll we'll see each other again. Thank you. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. All right. And to all my listeners, thank you for listening. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. And uh, like I said, let's make it happen. Ask yourself that question: Are you really living? Thank you.